It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the, to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross. Yes! Caught! Touchdown! They did it! Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Tuesday. Uh, Utah State basketball getting ready for UNLV. Tonight in the Spectrum, 7 o'clock tip-off. Al Lewis and Jalen Moore with pregame coverage starting at 6 on our sister station, KVNU. And uh, as soon as the game is over, they'll have uh, you know, John Russell on. Take your phone calls, your texts. Utah State... Right now, see, last time I looked, I believe USU was favored by seven in this game tonight. Yeah, USU favored by seven. They're trying to sucker in those Las Vegas voters. (laughs) Or voters. Gamblers. Yeah. Betters. A number of games on the Mountain West schedule tonight. Wyoming's at Air Force. Air Force favored by four and a half in that one. As mentioned, Utah State hosting UNLV. Also at 7 o'clock. All games are at 7, I should say. On FS1, San Jose State at New Mexico. New Mexico favored by 10 in this one. And then to uh, the other game on the schedule, it's Nevada at Boise State. That would be the game to pay attention to, but it will not be on national TV. Uh, Boise favored by 5.5. And the Broncos have definitely been on a run here lately, so uh, we'll that would be interesting to see how that one plays out. Yeah, we'll see if they're able to keep up their uh, their hot stretch. And Nevada also playing really. These are two teams that are both you know one loss. Um, Nevada obviously coming off you know a dominating win over Utah State. Boise State also has a dominating win over Utah State. So if Utah State fans will be like, all right, which one of these teams is actually better than the other? And, of course, also Utah State fans looking forward to the home contest against these two teams. But, yeah, should be some good ones. Yeah, so um, all games are at 7 o'clock, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that and do updates on that after the game for Utah State when uh, Al Lewis and John Russell take your phone calls to see what the updated standings will look like for Utah State and the rest of the Mountain West. But they're facing a UNLV team who's had kind of a curious schedule uh, when you look at what they've done so far. Uh, they are 2-1 and one in conference play, which I don't think that's right. This should be 1-2 and two in conference play. Who? No, UNLV. No, sorry, they're not even that. They're like 1-4. They're 1-4. That 2-1 and is their away record. No, I'm looking at the wrong. No, thank you. Yeah, that's what it is. 1-4 uh, and four in conference play. They're one win on the road at New Mexico. So they've shown an ability to play well on the road. Um, but this is a team that um, is coming off of a couple of losses. They lost at home to Boise State where they got demolished. And then they lost to Colorado State in a close game, kind of a dramatic fashion going into overtime 
Uh, it was Colorado State who sent it into overtime, and then Colorado State who won it at the end in overtime. So the Rams made the big buckets and the, the momentum plays, uh, but uh, UNLV played them tough, and now they're in Logan. And um, Coach Ryan Odom, um, this, is a, this is a UNLV team that um, can play with pace, but um, is a team that you know kind of feeds off of its defense. They really feed off their defense, and, and certainly in transition, they're dynamite. You know, when they're able to get steals, get out and go, uh, they're very athletic. They have multiple finishers, multiple drivers, big guys around the rim that can block shots uh, and finish around the rim, you know, as well. And so there's no doubt they're going to try to, you know, play their style of defense and, and get us into some difficult situations that hopefully could turn into you know open shots or transition opportunities for them and we've got to keep them out of that you can't you know, uh, you know ignite their offense for them uh, with our poor offense or lack of handling the ball yeah so so ball handling is a big key uh, for coach Odom and the way he's prepping his team for tonight yeah it'll be tough for Utah State because they are short of ball handlers they only really have you know three you know, primary ball handles you'd trust being the you know, real initiator and real ball handler, bringing the ball up the court consistently. You know, Ryland Jones, Stephen Ashworth, and Max Shulga. Well, one of those is out. And it'll probably be out for the foreseeable future. Utah State hasn't given anything official there, but I'm, I'm guessing he's going to be out for a hot minute. Um, and then, you know, the other two, Stephen Ashworth and Max Shulga, are both starting. And so it can be tricky to you know, always have one of them on the court because then maybe you have to pull one of them out really early. But then who are you subbing in because then you're losing a ball handler and then maybe you've only got one on the court. And this is a team that likes to have multiple ball handlers and passers. You can kind of put some of that on Sean Bearstow, but still it it becomes really tricky. And then, you know, you also have to worry about, okay, by the end of the game, how much have we played? You know, Ashworth and Shulga, are they playing like 35 to 40 minutes a game? Because you, know, you don't like to play guys that much. Um, sometimes in college you can get away with it. But we're kind of moving away from the eras of, you know, mid-major teams will have that one guy who plays like 39 minutes a game. Um, you'd prefer to play guys 30 to 33 minutes a game, preserve their strength, take long breaks, and have them fresh for the end of the game. If you're not able to do that, then that can throw a wrench because then guys aren't executing because they're too tired to execute. Yeah, and this, you know, Utah State kind of struggled against Boise uh, with their with their defense. I don't know that Nevada defensively necessarily really took a lot out of USU, just that they had momentum and just the, the crowd was going in their favor and USU was just struggling. Um, but, you know, putting applying pressure at the point of uh, whoever is handling the ball at the top uh, is, a, is a real concern, as was mentioned, and he kind of elaborates, Coach Odom elaborates more on that, that that's what UNLV is going to try to do, try to get a lot of steals. Up and guard you. Yeah, but they pressure everyone. And so they're going to be, you know, on our guards. They're going to be on our forwards. You know, they're going to be trying to steal it from our bigs in and around the basket. When you get a defensive rebound, they're going to try to steal it. They're going to pick you up full court. Um, you know, they're an aggressive defensive team. And it, and it comes, you know, in, in cycles within the game. It's not like complete 40 minutes, you know, of that. It's like sometimes it wanes a little bit and then it comes back. But they feed off of it, and so we, we, we've got to make sure that we're not putting them in those situations. 
Yeah, so when you have you know UNLV team, they're gonna you know when you run screens, they're gonna hedge it probably really, uh, you know, hedge it really hard, and so they're gonna end up doubling a guy who comes off of a screen. So Stephen Ashworth goes around like a Taylor Funk screen, he's gonna get double teamed in all these different situations. They're gonna pressure you hard and, and try and and um, you know stay in front of you, steal a steal a ball um, whenever they can. And and the trick with that is being able to. You know, not panic when you get pressured, when you have, you know, two people in your face. Find the open man and then create the uh, the four-on-three situation. And that requires, you know, heads-up passing, requires vision, requires knowing where guys are, and obviously also, you know, passing accuracy and also good movement from, you know, the entire offense. Because you can beat a pressure defense with good, you know, off-ball movement and good passing. Because the defense will put themselves in bad situations by being overly aggressive. So if you're able to execute, you can really hammer aggressive defenses. But, you know, that's easier said than done. There's a reason people do pressure defenses. Because they work a lot of the times. Because you make people panic. You make people make mistakes. And then they capitalize a ton on those mistakes. And UNLV can do that. You, you know, two or three times Oda mentions that UNLV feeds off of its defense. They're like seventh in the nation in steals. And that feeds into their offense. Uh, they're a team that can get out and run. They force steals. And that, again, you know, defense leads to offense. It's classic. <laughs> yes. And as you said, it was a, a running theme for him. And here's one more on their defense and, uh, and stealing passes along the way. You know, our defense is not what UNLV's defense is. We're not stealing the ball a lot. Uh, you know, we try to stay in front. We try to you know, limit, you know, shots at the rim and open threes. They definitely want to take your ball, but they're also help-oriented. They don't want you getting twos. They're going to come over there and they're going to take charges. And one of the best I've seen this year, you know, at taking charges. And so our guys are going to have to be on balance and ready to stop when they drive in, in, into the lane. Yeah, and, and one thing to key in on that, along with, you know, the steals and everything, they're a team that will try and draw charges. And uh, some high praise from, from Odom. You know, mentioned he's one, one of the better teams at drawing charges, which – I hate that. I hate teams that just try and draw charges because it's not actually playing defense. It's stupid and dangerous, but it's part of the game. And for Utah State, they're not very disciplined in terms of keeping away from offensive fouls. You know, Dan Akin, Sean Bairstow, uh, and even um, you know Z Hamoda, these are guys that have been somewhat reckless when they're getting into the paint and driving to the basket. And UNLV will take advantage of that and force them into foul trouble, and obviously it's a turnover. So Utah State has to be disciplined or they're going to get in a lot of trouble in multiple ways, both in getting in foul trouble and having unnecessary turnovers. Again, that's just another way that they have to be disciplined. Utah State will win or lose this game based off their discipline in terms of handling the pressure and handling UNLV's help defense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, you have to be solid. You have to understand that, you know, they're – they're coming after you. They're, they're pressure. They're, they're really good at it, and they're very intentional about how they're playing defense. And you know, they're, they're, they crowd the ball handler. They crowd the shooter, and get them to drive in a lot of times, out of control. And, and so you just have to know that going in. And you could try to replicate it in practice all you want. You know, it's not going to be the same as once you get in the game. You have to feel it and, and be able to react to it once the game happens. Yeah, so there's there's a lot they need to do. It's not you perfectly set up his his next quote. So <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and there was there was he talked there were a lot of things where he just kept going back to 
you know, UNLV's defense and how to handle it. Because, yeah, that'll be – that's the deciding factor of this game um, from Utah State perspective is how does the offense get around UNLV's defense and the things they do? Because it is a potential matchup nightmare. And it's kind of a matchup nightmare for anyone. Whenever you face, you know, these kind of aggressive defenses that are scrappy, they're versatile, UNLV starts four guards, and that can create some unique, you know, less traditional defensive schemes. It's in a weird way almost like playing Air Force's triple option in football where it's just kind of different than what you normally face, and you have to be ready for that. Otherwise, it'll catch you off guard, and you end up doing a bunch of mistakes, and you allow the other team to just run rampant over you. Um, and it's not something that can't be figured out. The Mountain West seems to have the Rebels figured out right now, so it's not impenetrable. As I said, execution will beat the Rebels, but... It's easier said than done. We've seen multiple games where Utah State struggles to execute. So we'll see how it goes. Right, and one of these uh, running themes, too, not just for this game, but um, in conference play, really, last couple of games, and several points throughout this season has been, what does this team look like with Ryland Jones out of the lineup? Because that pushes Stephen Ashworth into the starting uh, position. What does that look like for the depth of the team and other people who – may handle the ball or may need to initiate the offense. And, you know, this is something that we've talked about a little bit and, and wondered about with the Coach Oda moving forward, and uh, he addressed that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, certainly Z and RJ will be factors, you know, that, that, that need to play. I mean, uh, coming out of the game last game, I would probably should have played Z a little bit more than he got, you know, especially in that second half. Um, and, you know, it's just like the, the, the starters need – a little bit more blow than they got, you know, in that particular game. We had multiple guys well over 30 minutes, and, you know, it's better when it's 29, you know, right in there. Um, but not having Ryland impacts that, you know, it definitely does. So, yeah, you might see a little more RJ, you might see a little more Z Hamoda. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different feeling. And it's not just ball handling but just that veteran leadership that Ryland Jones brings when he's on the floor. Um, a steadying presence that this team kind of misses right now, especially in these stretches where teams have been able to go on these big runs. You, know, you have to wonder, would that still happen if Ryland Jones was available for USU? Yeah, he's a guy that could do a bit of point-of-attack defense on the opposing team's point guard. He's a guy who several times early in the season was able to just hit timely shots. He was only scoring four or five points a game, but he'd hit that three at just the right time. He was shooting well from three. He's also very good at, at you know, you know, he'd, he'd go around the screen, they'd run the pick and roll, and then he'd find the right pass. He wasn't again; he wasn't always scoring himself, but he was doing things that helped the team overall. He was the guy passing to the guy who would make the shot, and he was helping to create that open shot for his teammate. And so they're obviously working well as a team, and, and Jones is the key cog in that. Well, now that's gone. And not only are you missing that talent, that, you know, shot creation, so to speak, but again, it, it goes back to depth. You're, you're lacking depth. And so, yes, you have a serviceable replacement for Jones, but you also have to find a serviceable replacement for the replacement right. to Jones. And they don't have that, and that impacts the team. Uh, getting back to your texts on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, five three three eight texting in. Why do the Aggies have blackouts and whiteouts when black and white aren't even school colors? It's a fair question. 
Yeah, it's because the marketing department sees other teams doing blackouts, and they think, oh, that's cool, let's let's do it. And they don't think. Like, you you need to think. Yeah, but it looks cool, Jason. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it looks cool when everyone in the arena is the same color. But it, the Aggies shouldn't be wearing black. It's not one of their colors. Do a whiteout. If, again, if you're the Utes, you do a blackout. If you're Wake Forest, you do a blackout. You know, there's plenty of teams that can do blackout. Like, just look at your color scheme. What color works better with your color scheme? White or black? Or do a gold out or something? Yeah, or I was just going to say, why don't we do other colors? Why is it limited to just those two? Because black is, you know, black and white are kind of the kinda most u- universal colors. Ubiquitous, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wyoming, they can do a brown out. <laughs> My old high school, Davis High, we used to do brown outs. Oh, and gosh. yeah, it sounds disgusting, but don't <laughs> knock the brown and gold. It is actually a good looking color scheme. Uh, 9315 texting in. My keys for tonight's game burn the black uniforms for the pregame in the spectrum. What's your keys, Eric and Jason? I, I think I think he makes a good point. I think I like his keys to the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, we'll hear from Coach Odom. He has some interesting things to say about both teams coming off of a loss. But you know, I think my key was, would just be, you know, it, it's good to be home. It'll be good to be home for USU. And get into a rhythm. And don't allow UNLV to get into a rhythm. And if they get into a run, you know, find ways so you got to stop that. you got to manufacture points to stem that. Yeah. Well, just as important, I think they need to manufacture stops. Yeah, true. However you get them. Uh, 3486, he's texting and says, Technically, if you look at the Utah State Athletics branding guide, black is an official color. Plus, the players like him. Okay, I'm pretty sure black is like the eighth color down the line. Just saying. <laughs> also, 9315 says, get Jason or Eric an intern to help with the sports coverage caseload. Yeah, there we go. Maybe you need an intern, Jason. Technically, I uh, call radio games with an intern. Yeah, I'm sure we can arrange that. And off some of your dirty work to the uh, to the intern. I mean, I could. Part of what I'm trying to do is see if I can just get in communication with the coaches of different sports and just work directly with them and have them help me send information to me. That's part of my thing is just getting in contact with all the coaches. For instance, I reached out to all the girls' basketball coaches today um, just so we can continue to update on scores and, and, and things like that for them on a, you know, I guess at this point, two times a week basis. So... I don't know if there's an intern that wants to come here and, <laughs> and uh, basically be my, you know, go talk to everyone and bring me information. That's fine. But your gopher. Yeah. Uh, five, eight, seven, nine. Hey, we beat Westminster with the black uniforms. It doesn't count. <laughs> Non-division one. It doesn't, it doesn't, if it doesn't count for the NAT. It doesn't count for the curse. Uh, seven, nine, nine, four. My key to the game, score more points than UNLV. Seems simple, right? That's that's brilliant. To my knowledge, Utah State has never lost when they score uh, more points than the opponent. <laughs> They're depending on how you look at vacated wins. They have won games where they scored fewer points. That's because <laughs> you vacate wins later, and so you get an automatic win. One five seven zero. Isn't Utah State colors blue, white, gray, and black? I think black uniforms look pretty sharp. No, I I. 
I like the Black Unis, just there's a bit of a curse that's associated with them. Just doesn't work as well. I don't mind the look. But do we when they wear white unis, do we say, okay, it's a white out? When they wear the pewter unis, we're like, oh, it's a pewter out. They should just never wear all pewter jerseys. <laughs> then right on cue, three, four, eight, six. How do you feel about the pewter unis? Jake, is that you? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's one of the one of the other beat writers. He really he really likes he thinks the pewter jerseys are the best. And I'm like, no, they're the ugliest jerseys they have. Pewter is a wonderful accent color. It is a wonderful accent color. It works very well. It is incredibly versatile. Do not ever wear the pewter jerseys. They look ugly as heck. <laughs> Three four eight six says we actually had our best record last year in the pewter uniforms. I don't care. Burn them. <laughs> Use them as kindling for the black jerseys. <laughs> Get it started. All right, more on that. Uh, also, we've got our uh, pick six results that we didn't get to yesterday. We had a very shortened show. Uh, the stat that blew our minds, our player of the week, and we'll hear more from Coach Odom about Utah State getting ready for UNLV. Big matchup in the Mountain West tonight in the Spectrum. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore starting at 6 o'clock on KVNU. So as soon as we're done, we would invite you to change the channel to uh, if you're on the FM dial, go down to 102.1. If you're on the AM dial, go to 610, and you'll hear Al Lewis and Jalen Moore uh, do a great job of analysis, unique audio, interviews, getting you ready for the matchup between Utah State and UNLV. More on that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Own a small business or a farm? You thought about solar? Listen up. A new USDA grant was announced allocating $300 million for farmers and small business owners to put in solar. That's right. The government will help you get solar installed, covering 40% of the cost. And don't forget, as a business, you can save up to 50 or 60% more with federal and state tax credits. Second Sun Solar will install your system and help with the USDA paperwork. Call Second Sun Solar today at 435-363-9917 or online at Utah Solar Direct. Are you in need of a reliable snowmobile repair shop? Cycles and Sleds in Hyde Park is your answer. Their experienced technicians can fix all makes and models so you can hit the trails with confidence. Not only do they repair your ride, but they also sell the latest in snowmobile accessories. Stop by and get your snowmobile running like new. Upgrade your ride with their selection of top-of-the-line accessories. Trust Cycles and Sleds in Hyde Park to keep you on the snow. Online at cyclesandsleds.com. Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three, we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. So the Sean McVay story is very interesting. I want to step back and have a life. I think McVay feels at times a little underappreciated. He saved the quarterback. He saved the franchise. It was a boring, unwatchable mess. And I think he wants a little more power, a little more say in personnel. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. What happens when an appliance breaks down and the cost of the repair is more than the appliance value? You're stuck with a service call charge at most places, not at Daryl's. 
With our exclusive Under One Roof loyalty program, we discount the service call diagnostic charge when you decide to buy new from us instead of repair. That's the Daryl's difference because service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Has inflation got you down? This is Zach with HSA Depot. Did you know you can save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings and flex spending accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your health care by providing HSA and FSA eligible products, taking the guesswork out of the process. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. And uh, hearing from you as well in our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. 8968 texting in. Aggies could have beat Westminster even if they were playing naked. <laughs> that would have been something. Might have made it slightly easier. <laughs> A little more disturbing. <laughs> For them, and thus slightly easier. Uh, 9315 texting in. Eric, just send a massage today to the marketing department with Just Play Better, followed with a list of jerseys to trash and why. Yeah, just... I think message instead of massage. Yeah, message. I mean, I got that. (laughs) Send a message. Don't need Eric sending any massages. It's basically, just basically telling them, just tell them, just do better, and uh, tell them which jerseys to get rid of. Again, Utah State has at times done very well with their jerseys. It's just they, in, the the one issue, is they insist on these blackout jerseys, even though they're not cool. They're cursed, so just keep going with the ones that work. Like when they do the the whiteout jerseys, they've done really cool. When they did like the classic, you know, uh, Wayne Estes kind of era jerseys, those look great. Um, I disagree with it. They don't look cool. I think they do look cool, but they are cursed. I do agree with that. There, there's definitely a bad aura about the blackout jerseys. They're just not willing it to seems accept to that. follow. Yeah. Uh, so look, this Utah State team facing a UNLV squad that will have some familiar faces, not just from facing them last year, but uh, one particular player who they faced uh, when he was on a different team. You know, an interesting situation where a player that they, uh, who was on the team when the Aggies played Oklahoma a little bit ago, uh, and um, but he's got a little bit different role. This is Harkless. He's got a little bit different role with UNLV now than when the Aggies last faced him when he was uh, a, a kind of a role player for Oklahoma. We played him last year, obviously at Oklahoma, so we're familiar, and he's playing different than he did, you know, with that team. Uh, you know. Had a, had a specific role there, whereas here, you know, he's he's a, an offensive, uh, you know, um, I don't know what the word is, but he's he's a focus, right? Yeah, they count on, yeah. Yeah, they count on him, uh, you know, to score baskets, and you know, he does a really good job of, you know, yep. reading the defenses at times and getting other guys shots as well. And, but he's aggressive. Yeah, Elijah Harkless. 
um, as a player. They faced him when uh, they played uh, Oklahoma last year. I think he had like 10 points in that game. Um, you know, not a huge game. He was like the fourth leading scorer on the team last year. Actually, a pretty balanced Oklahoma team that um, four guys scoring between 10 and 14 points. And Harkless was one of those guys. Um, but now he's scoring 17.3 for UNLV. Although, fun fact, uh, Harkless is on his third team. Oh, wow, really? He started out at Cal State Northridge. Uh, then he went to Oklahoma. I guess he figured he'd move up, but then he kind of moved back down to UNLV. Uh, but obviously, you know, playing a, a big role. Kind of a inefficient shooter at times. You know, he's averaging 17 points, but he's shooting 39% overall. He's shooting 25% from three. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, I would say some of the same things I said about uh, Lucas from Nevada, but then Lucas ended up going off. Even though he's been an inefficient player at times, he, like, made all of his shots against Utah State. So maybe Harkless will do that in this game. I don't know. He's he's a guy who's been inefficient, so there's times where if you play good defense, you can force them to go two for 17. But, of course, you got to start with playing good defense because if you let these kind of guys get hot – it doesn't matter if he shoots 39% before. He'll go 12 of 15 in a game and put up 30 on you. So you got to watch out because it's that kind of performance that would lose this game even though you're playing at home and, and all that. Strength appears to be in their guard play uh, for UNLV. How they play, uh, as we've heard a lot from Coach uh, Odom, and how they play defense, but it leads to offense. But their their guards are, are leading the team in a lot of different categories uh, for this team. Yeah, they've got guys like uh, Luis Rodriguez, Keshin Gilbert. I don't know if I'm saying those right, but both of those guys are averaging 12 to 13 points a game, four to six rebounds a game. You know, they're versatile guys. You know, they play a four guard lineup. Um, of course, all of them are between six foot three and six foot six in the among those four guards. They start a six foot ten center. Um, so they're kind of small, but oddly enough, also not small. Because they have good length across all four positions. But being more, you know, guard-style, you know, players, you know, that can be tricky because then they're all fast, they're quick, um, and it can make them versatile in some ways. If they can play like guards, but also aren't lacking a ton in size. So they're not starting, you know, 6'4", 6'8", 6'9", guys in that 2 through 4 spot like Utah State is, but it's not like they're getting, you know, it's not like they're really short compared to some of their opponents, but they have advantages in other ways. Now, one thing is true about both teams is that they're coming into this game uh, coming off of a loss, kind of a frustrating loss on both sides. It, it was an emotional, thought you had it, but then you lost it, a uh, game for UNLV. when They lost to Colorado State and Utah State, a frustrating, embarrassing loss where you were in it until the final eight minutes, nine minutes of the games, and you just totally collapsed and couldn't get anything going. Uh, but uh, Coach Odom says, you know, both teams coming into this as as uh, really hungry to try to get back on track. Yeah, they've had some hard hard losses, uh, you know, coming off that Colorado State game where they probably had that one. It, it slipped away. They made an incredible shot to put it into OT, and then you know weren't able to pull it out in OT. So it's a tough tough loss. You know, obviously we're coming off a tough loss too. It's just two teams that'll be hungry to get a win. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I set up the quote just as he said it. 
I know you basically summarized the quote. <laughs> I'm the one who cut up this audio, so I'm the one who uh, you know heard most of these before and wrote them for my preview. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But look, this is uh, as we mentioned. Utah State is favored in this one. Utah State has historically this season played well, really well, following a loss, and they need to follow that same that same pattern and get back on track. This is a team not to overlook. Team that started out the year really good. They've got a couple of wins over P5 schools. They beat New Mexico on the road, um, so they definitely are capable and have that um, ability waiting for them. Now they've lost five of their last seven, but they could just as easily beat you uh, and beat you by double digits if you're not careful. In their, in the middle of their worst stretch of the year at that point, you know, again they started ten and zero, and then they were started losing. And in this stretch where they've been the worst they've been all year, they still went out and beat number 21 New Mexico on the road. Handled them pretty well. This is a good UNLV team, and they will absolutely come in and wreck shop if uh, Utah State doesn't execute properly. There's every avenue for Utah State to um, win this game and win it comfortably. But it all comes down to their performance and how well they execute on offense. And obviously there's defensive aspects to this. Don't let, don't let them get hot. Don't let them, you know, do a bunch of different things that Boise State and Nevada were able to do. But so much of this comes down to Utah State not turning the ball over. Like, that's key number one. If you come out of this game with seven turnovers, seven, eight turnovers, it probably means you won the game by 12 points because you were just able to completely get around UNLV's defense, get shots off, and uh, play your offense. If you come out of this game with 18, 19 turnovers, you probably lost it by six, seven, eight points or more. So that'll be one of the key stats to look at is how does Utah State handle in terms of turnovers? Of course, there's other things like, you know, getting efficient shots and whatnot, but so much of this comes down to how does Utah State handle UNLV's aggressive, you know, turnover-focused defense. Uh, I need to take a time out here in just a second, but I want to get back to some of your texts that have come through, 435-339-0321 for those who want to chime in. Uh, 3486 saying the black and pewter jerseys are miles better than the blue ones with the U-State logo with the awkward spacing and sizing. I'll give you that one. Uh, 5879, hey, ESPN has his favor to beat UNLV by like 75%. Yeah, Utah State, you know, they're a seven-point favorite. And yeah, UNLV's uh, or the ESPN's, yeah, their uh, matchup predictor, yeah, it does have Utah State by basically seventy five percent. So yeah, Utah State is clearly favored in this game. They're at home. They play better at home. They play better after losses. UNLV's struggling, so you're catching a team in a rut. Can the Aggies take advantage? You know, statistically speaking, analytically speaking, all these different things. Yeah, they should. But they play these games for a reason. Uh, let's see. 9315. A massage could help butter them up. It's earlier said I could send a massage today to the marketing department. So I will, I will send a massage to the marketing department to help butter them up. And then uh, followed up. What type of quad win would this be if the Aggies win today? Uh, good question. So UNLV is right now ranked uh, 79th. In the net, so that would put them as a quad three game, because it's a home game for USU, and that's if you're between 76 and 160, 
that's a quad three game. So they're just a little bit outside of quad two. Yeah, I was thinking quad two, and then I looked it up, and it was quad three. It's like, okay. But, yeah, they are a little outside because of the, you know, the bad stretch they've been in. If they manage to turn around after this game, then, yeah, it could be a quad two win. But uh, at this point, with some of the losses Utah State's taking, you're beginning to look less at, all right, you know, adding up the resume because at this point we're beginning to talk about salvaging a season in general. Um, it's not completely in that mode because you're still 14-4. and four. This is still a good team. But Utah State is on the verge of falling out of the argument for being the best. Well, they're not really in the argument anymore for best team in the Mountain West. They'll have to prove themselves back into that conversation with some more wins. But you're getting to the point where, all right, you're running out of games to build a resume, so it's just get to the point where you can play the best basketball you can by the Mountain West Tournament. Yeah. Again, we haven't reached panic mode. We haven't reached that yet, but still, you've lost the two quad one games you, you had a chance to win. Or, you know, obviously, you know, had an opportunity to play in. Um, so at this point, you stop looking at resume and just say, all right, just go win games. That's all you got to do at this point. Just win games. We'll, you know, at some point, if you win enough of them, we can get back to talking about resumes. Right. But for now... Talk of resumes and NCAA tournaments going out the window. Just got to stack success and get uh, some momentum on your side. Uh, more text we'd love to get from you, 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. Crystal Vision would like to thank their clients for their best year yet. They're grateful for your business and trust. It's a new year, so time for a new look. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a frame style you'll love that will set you apart from others. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. It's that look in her eye when you get the first sign. We make it personal, you know when it's Spend less time at the post office. With Formax and Mint mailing systems from Les Olson IT, you can quickly, accurately, and easily process your outgoing mail and even save on postage. Fold your documents, stuff and seal your envelopes, print addresses, weigh and measure to apply proper postage, all with the click of a button. With multiple model options available, you're sure to find a Formax solution and Mint mailing device that perfectly fits your business needs. Les Olson IT. It's never too late or too cold to get rid of that old vehicle. Now is the time to earn extra cash by calling DD Auto and Salvage. Let them pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's 787-1204 today. See store for details. 
It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Uh, very shortened show yesterday. We had the Jazz earlier in the afternoon, and then we had the uh, Monday night NFL wild card playoff game that we had here on the fan. So uh, that that cut into to the show on the other side. So we had a very shortened show yesterday. Not a lot of time to get into things. And one of the things that we didn't get to do was to recap how we did with pick six. The six things we thought would happen over the weekend. So let's see how well we did. All right. Uh, Dan Akin rebounds at Nevada. Set the line at nine and a half. Jason, you took the under. I took the over. He had seven. Uh, Malik Beasley made threes against Orlando and Philadelphia. Set the line at eight and a half. Jason, you took the under. I took the over. He made six. Combined threes made by Shulga, Barristow, and Ashworth in their game at Nevada. Line was set at seven and a half. I took the under. You took the over. They made five. So I've got one. You've got two so far. Uh, Combined points from Markinen and Boncaro. This was the Jazz-Orlando game. Uh, Markinen had 28, Bancaro had 19. The line was set at 45.5. We both took the over, and it was 47 combined. So we've got that one. Ashworth points versus Nevada. Line was set at 10.5. We both took the over on that. He had 15. And so I've got three, you've got four. It come, might come down to this last one here. The combined margin of defeat. For Utah and BYU, <laughs> they were both playing top 10 teams on the same night. And uh, the line was set at 18 and a half. You took the over, I took the under. And uh, the line was set at 18 and a half, as I mentioned. Utah lost by 19 themselves. BYU lost by only one. So combined it was 20. So, Jason, you got that correct. So, you win pick six. Yeah, that one was... That one was crazy because yeah, Utah did it by themselves. But if BYU, you know, went, if Gonzaga doesn't hit that go-ahead three, it flips the other way. Uh, that's true. Because then it would have been like seventeen or something like that. That's very true. So that's pretty close. <laughs> it was that's a good line close. apparently. That's good. Uh, all right. The other thing we like to do on Tuesdays is uh, highlight the different things that that went on this last week as well with the stat that blew our minds and a player of the week. And uh, let's let's start off with the player. Let's highlight somebody who really stood out and what they were able to do, either on the court or on the field. Time to 
to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective anytime you're the first time doing something. It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week. Let's go! All right, Jason, who you got? Um, this player of the week, right? Uh, yes. Gonna go with uh, Walker Kessler. Um, just having a great week, you know. Obviously, I guess I don't know if I can count last night or the the game this week, the twenty twenty game, but still gonna count it just because. You know, he had a, he had a great game against Orlando. I don't know if it was a great statistical game, but it's still a good game. He's proven that he he should be the rookie of the year. Like if you look at advanced stats, like, he's the rookie of the year, like, far and away. I know traditional stats don't really show that. Um, they, you know, other players, there's two other guys averaging, like, 17 or 20 points a game. You know, Bancaro in Orlando and then Marthurin in Indiana. So they'll end up getting most of the votes, but Walker Kessler uh, should be rookie of the year. I'm going to start that campaign now. <laughs> he should be in the discussion. He should be uh, he should the be discussion. A finalist. Because, yeah, we look at everything that he does on the court. It's pretty impressive. And you know what? He's my player of the week also. Got to give it to the big man. <laughs> look, he did something that hasn't been done in the NBA since 2014. Very rare feat. Uh, just the other night, you know, 2020 game. He had 21 uh, rebounds, which set a new career high. 20 points, which is we tied his career high. But he also had four assists and two blocks. So he's doing a lot on the court for Utah and it's, in an odd sort of way, kind of like how Donovan helped Utah move on from Gordon Hayward. Walker Kessler is helping Jazz fans move on from Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he is. And there's, I think the hot take that I would have is there's potential for Kessler to not so much be better than Gobert, because I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, Gobert is just kind of always going to be a better defender than Walker Kessler, unless Kessler just really takes off. Well, he's better now than when Gobert was a rookie. Yeah. Um, took Gobert to his like third year before he really started to blossom. Yeah. But still, Gobert at his peak was absurd. Yeah. And, and Kessler's not there. But the thing is, Kessler, he attempted 53s his last year of college. And if he can actually learn to become a three-point shooter, there's every chance he's a better fit than Gobert was. Which, sure, he may not ever be better than Gobert in, in certain areas, but... He could fit much better in terms of a modern center, and that's one of my biggest hopes for Kessler. Well, he hit a shot, uh, I forget who it was against, but it was about a 10-footer on the wing, beat the shot clock, and a good stroke went in, and he just ran up the court like it was no big deal, like it was no shock that he would be taking that shot. Yeah, cause he, yeah cause he took 53s his uh, last year. Of course, he only made 10 of them, so 20%. Um but there's there's confidence there, and, and there's some things to work on with his jump shot. But there's you know that's my biggest hope for Kessler is it's n- amazing that he's doing this well defensively, and that's generally enough for a center. But the thing that could absolutely take him over the moon in terms of value and, and fit for this team would be to you know be a league average three point shooter. Right, stretch stretch the defense a little bit, yeah. open up some of that interior by having a credible shot that uh, somebody has to at least respect. You want defense. Yeah, especially with how good he is on the pick and roll. Um, if he can do the pick and roll and pick and pop at high rates, then he becomes an absurdly good role player. 
Uh, so that's our player of the week. We're we're together on that one. Doesn't always happen. But uh, what about the stat? We'll see if we're on the same page on the stat. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. All right, Jason, I'll let you go first on stat as well. <laughs> see if you steal my thunder twice in a row. So you kind of alluded to my stat, and I think I mentioned this to you off air yesterday because I saw it on Twitter. You mentioned, you know, Walker Kessler having the 2020 game as the first time a rookie had done it since 2014. And um, I suddenly can't remember who it was that did it. Um, but part of Kessler's game was he also shot 65% from the field. So he's the first player to have a first rookie to have a 2020 game and shoot 65% since 1993, since before I was alive. Um, Alonzo Mourning was the last person who did it for as a rookie to have a 2020 game and uh, also shoot 65% from the field. Wow! So it's been more than. 29 years. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> well, the, the the future looks promising, right? With the way Ochai Agbaji is all of a sudden coming along and Walker Kessler and how he's playing. Pretty cool. So uh, you, you, did, you did not steal my stuff. Okay. All right. I went to the NFL for mine. So Jacksonville and Los Angeles, the Chargers and the Jaguars. Uh, for the Jaguars, look, teams won just – 4.5% of the time with a turnover margin of minus 5 or worse in the regular season and playoffs. But when it comes to the playoffs specifically, Jaguars are the first team now to win a playoff game with a negative 5 uh, turnover margin or worse. Teams were 0-26 in that situation entering that game uh, the other night. And uh, when I saw that first half score... I thought, oh, you know, the, the Chargers have this one in the bag. Game over. But uh, they just were way too conservative on offense and let Jacksonville back into it and just couldn't get back on track. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It feels like we're seeing these comebacks way more often. Um, maybe they have just always been happening. They're still fairly rare, but it doesn't feel like leads are safe anymore. I don't know what it is. No. No, it's pretty crazy. And it wasn't Tom Brady who did it. It was just good old Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Who, as some say, I guess the Jaguars have now found their franchise quarterback. They drafted number one overall, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right, more coming up here on the Full Court Press. Some final thoughts about USU and UNLV. And another rundown about high school basketball that's happening tonight. Who's playing where and how you can follow along. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. Let's talk about getting your car registered. What a pain. With registration and emissions, it takes hours. Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan, across from Angie's, will take that pain away. Stop in to get your oil changed and have the emissions test done. Then re-register your car. It's that easy, all in one stop. The best thing? You can stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main. Open seven days a week. 
Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m., Visit TheElementsRestaurant.com for reservations today. Nothing compares to the warmth and feel that a wood stove provides. The two-time Best of Northern Utah winning team says there's never been a better time to replace your old inefficient wood stove and install a new energy-efficient EPA-certified Vermont casting wood product in your home. The U.S. government is offering federal tax credits of 26% on your wood stove install. For Vermont casting units, that includes stoves, venting, and labor. Call or email Advanced Fireplace and Stove for a free in-home estimate. Call 435-752-7272 or go to advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. As a small business, achieving your financial goals and ambitions can be a steep and rocky mountain climb. This is Lance Zollinger, president at Cash Valley Bank. To conquer the mountain and achieve your goals, it takes planning, hard work, and discipline. At Cash Valley Bank, we have the resources, expertise, and flexibility to help you scale your way to success. Give us a call. Let's work together and climb the mountains that await. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Jason Walker, last couple of minutes on the show with you. And a busy night for high school hoops. Utah State men's basketball in action as well. We'll give you a rundown on that. Uh, but first, get to our full court press text line, 9315, saying uh, player of the week could be Namish Ezras Barbosa Keda, what he is doing in the G League. Yeah, well, he's been in the G League. He's put up some dominant numbers. He's had some really dominant games down there. Did so. Sam Merrill have a game where he like put six three, made six threes in a G League game here just recently? Haven't been following his exploits in the G League as much. I usually check in on them periodically. I think he had a pretty big game just the other day. And I know Justin Beans had some big games. They really love him there in Memphis. Yeah, his highlights keep rolling across my feed. <laughs> he's he's doing a uh, pretty solid down there for the Memphis Hustle, I believe. Uh, six three nine one. Gorgie Dieng was the last rookie. Yeah. Twenty twenty game back in two thousand fourteen. Who interestingly was drafted by the Jazz and traded to the Timberwolves. Yep. I actually only saw the first line of that text and realized that he mentioned that in the text. But, yeah, he was part of the, the trade that landed the Jazz, Trey Burke. Um, him and Shabazz Muhammad were that trade. They traded, was it 13 and 21 or 14 and 21? Mm. But Yang ended up having a pretty decent career. I think it was a little longer than Burke's. He ended up, he was a solid backup center for a few years. He was, he was the kind of guy who could get tons of rebounds and occasionally put up points. So, yeah. 
Uh, just a reminder about the rundown about who's playing where in high school basketball tonight, how you can follow along. Bear River is at Ridgeline, so two different ways, well, two different broadcasts of that game, multiple ways to follow it. For the Bear River coverage, that'll be on 104.9 The Ranch in Box Elder County. Video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Also, you can find links there to listen. Uh, stream the audio there with uh, Trent Carter and Josh Tyre on the play-by-play. And then for the Ridgeline coverage, that'll be Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger on 104.5 The Ranch. Also streaming their play-by-play will be on uh, video streaming on Cash Valley Daily with links to listen uh, as well. 